Odell Beckham at number six here. Like I mentioned that, you know, he is going to get, get medically cleared according to Jay Glazer by the end of the week. Could be a, a bidding war. You know, the reason why I have him up here is just to take a shot, right? Like yeah. if someone like Baltimore or Kansas City or Buffalo, you know, or the Chargers end up signing him, maybe Green Bay, you know, as much as, you know, Green Bay can make sense, like they're three and six, right? Like he yeah. he's not going to sign with them. Like he wants another ring. So mm-hmm. could be the Cowboys too. Apparently they have a lot of interest in him as well. Yeah. I wouldn't like that so much for fantasy. I, like, I prefer, I prefer <laughs> Chargers. I'm sorry. I prefer Chargers. I prefer Kansas City and I prefer Buffalo. Like those are like the the, the main places that I would, I think that he could I, do something. In. I wouldn't want Buffalo. I think they have enough targets. There. I mean, I know Gabe Davis hasn't been producing, but I still think there's, you know, especially with Josh Allen too. We're not sure that might actually sway him away. We'll see how Josh Allen's injury comes out. You know, we'll if, Josh, if Josh Allen isn't going to be playing, I don't think Odell's going to be like send me over there. I'll play. With, who who's their backup? Chase. Daniel. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. No, not Chase Daniel. No. Um, uh, what's his name? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Yeah, I think OBJ would if if OBJ is right and he looks good, like he'll play over Gabe Davis. Well, yeah, I, I think know, he I, could. I, you know, because I mean, he stepped uh, in right behind Cooper Cup. I guess that's true. remember. Remember that you got to realize who this coaching staff is, right? They want the yeah. veterans, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they just grabbed Naheem Hines when they have James Cook. They 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 had Gabe Davis and they played Emmanuel Sanders over him, right? So like mm-hmm. the Emmanuel Sanders was like 32 years old. <laughs> so yeah. OBJ is 30, and like I could totally see them doing something like that, you know? Yeah. Um I don't know. My, my, just to have a more uh I guess a more um complete receiver, I would say. You know what I mean? Like because OBJ yeah. can run all the routes. Right. But who knows? Like he's coming off the ACL, like it's a you know, it, it's a weird situation. It's really hard to gauge. Like how much of an impact he's going to make for any mm-hmm. team, for fantasy nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, but without too many wide receivers on the waiver wire, like if you're in need of a wide receiver, you know you want to take your shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially if you are you think you have a good shot at making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. My dream destination, I think, for Odell. You know, I I think it's the Ravens, but that's just yeah. me. Just because of the way yeah. they're so depleted, they need a receiver. Did you see Deshaun Jackson? He's out with a hamstring oh injury god. already. Oh like, my god! Of course. Any surprise, right? <laughs> I mean, what is he? Thirty-five. No, no surprise there. I, I wish, you know. Obviously, I don't want him to get injured, but you know, it's like you had to have seen this coming. Like, come on, that's just—it's kind of been his mo, you know, at, since he's past age thirty. You know, he's yeah. always injured. Um, he's a—he's a deep threat. He caught that one pass, and I thought maybe he'd have like a night where he end up on this list today. You know, it's like maybe you could pick him up. Well, um, they figure things out at receiver. I, I think right. if Odell would go to Baltimore, I think him and Lamar could build a nice connection because they seem. I think it so. just seems like a spot that he could go to. And to mention and to go back to what you said about the Cowboys, I don't want him to go to the Cowboys. I don't think any you want any receiver to go to the Cowboys any more oh. than they already have because if just Dak Prescott distributes the ball and that's all he does. He never lasers in. He never exactly. hones in on one receiver and makes them fancy relevant. Everyone has a ceiling of about like eighteen points down there and <laughs> that's the way it's gonna yeah. be that's true all right i got chase Edmonds here number seven a little, a little bit of a drop off here with these pickups yeah. uh but Edmonds, he was traded to the broncos the reason why i like him as a pickup is because there's been so much churn in this backfield and neither latavius murray or melvin gordon seem like they have any sort of stranglehold on their roles and Edmonds, you know he's going to start as the passing down back you know as soon as this week and he can easily creep into some sort of early down role ahead of one of these guys. I think it could happen. Uh, yeah. Maybe not this week, but I think it could happen over the next couple of weeks potentially. So I think at some point there can be some fantasy value here. I just I don't think the ceiling is too high. Right? I think this is more of a like maybe you have a shot at a low-end RB2. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, but that's that's really about it. Um, 
I don't think the ceiling is that high. I don't think he yeah. ever becomes like an every down back or anything like that. But but he could have a role on all three downs, and I think that part is why he could have some value later on. Yeah, none none of these waiver wire pickups are really going to be home runs. You know, there's been one home run on the waiver wire this year. It's Kenneth Walker, but Chase Edmonds. You know, I don't think they have any talent there that's going to make me think that Chase Edmonds isn't going to get at least a fair shot. Not just this week, but you know, in the next few weeks to to you know show what he can do. Like I said, when he originally got traded, when we talked about that, we recapped it, was it last week? You know, Chase Edmonds offers them something that they don't have, and that's like a good pass catching back. <laughs> um, you know, Mel- Melvin Gordon, I wouldn't call him a good pass catching back. You know, Latavius Murray is just in there to ca- to get that touchdown, vulture that touchdown and make sure nobody is fantasy relevant there. Um, that's what he does. So I-, I think Chase Edmonds gives them something they don't have. And if especially if Russell Wilson starts, if things start clicking and Russell Wilson looks good with him, you know, catching passes out of the backfield, he, he could stick. You know, like I said, they're trying to cling to whatever they can um, to make this offense work, especially with them being three and five. Like we saw Jerry Judy um, before the bye, the week before against the Jaguars. He was uh, he was at the center of trade talks. He had a good game. I don't think they were going to look to move him after Russell Wilson dialed in and was looking for him. Uh, a good amount of the time. So I think that they're going to just ride whatever hot hand they can. If Chase Evans can get that, he'll have enough opportunity to, you know, kind of get the chance to take that opportunity and run with it. Javante Williams had 21 targets uh, in, in his three healthy games. So, you know, there could be some value here. Yeah. Chase Evans could potentially catch some balls out of the backfield, like, uh, just like you said. Chuba Herbert, I have him here at number eight. Uh, he got a limited practice in on Monday. He was listed as a limited participant. And my guess is he's going to play this week. This is really for the rest of the season. It's possible he doesn't. This is a short week. Maybe they, they leave him out another week. That's very possible. So yeah. if that's the case, Deontay Foreman, you know, solid play this week for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is really for the rest of the season, right? He's going to be their passing down guy. Uh, he's going to mix in on early downs as well. So if the Panthers are truly a losing team, which they are, yeah. if we're going to be honest with ourselves here, no one wanted to be honest before what they just saw this past week. Right. No one wanted to be honest. I mean, they saw it. They're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, <laughs> but he's going to get more run at times than Deontay Foreman. Like, he's going to have his games. I can totally see a game. Chuba Harbert has a better game than Deontay Foreman. That's going to happen. And yeah. I think he is going to be every week. He's going to have every week flex consideration with RB2 upside. Kind of like, you know, if you want to compare him to someone like um, – I don't know, Tyler Algier, not the role because they have completely different roles, but it's more yeah. like you Super can plug him in if you need to. Yeah. Type no, of thing, right? Yeah, 100%. I, I think that's a good comparison, actually, because, you know, obviously the Falcons offense has looked better than we wanted to, but it's still, it's all right. You know, um, they had their good game against the Panthers two weeks ago. So that, that, that they kind of have going for them. But I don't think we're going to see that again on Thursday night or in the future, um, especially with Chuba. Chuba when Chuba Hover comes back, I think that he's going the first game back where he's healthy. I think he's going to outperform Deontay Foreman. And that's just because, you know, we saw Deontay Foreman. He had that big game. Um, and then last week he really shit the bed. Uh, I don't think that his role is necessarily on lock. Um, like we thought it might've been before this dud that he put up last week. I think that Juba Hubbard, you know, he's been there enough. He's been there a while and he was there in relief of Christian McCaffrey before. Um, I think the Panthers will be happy to lean on him again. I have Wandell Robinson, number nine here. He had a disappointing game before their bye, uh, but I think he's still worth 
picking up based on his 36% and 24% targets per route run the two weeks prior to his last game. And it's possible he gets back to that. Now, I have Darius Slayton, the other Giants wide receiver, down at number 15 on this list. And he's actually been above 20% target share in three of the last four games. And he's targeted downfield a lot more as well. But I'm willing to give Wandale another shot, you know, just because he's young because of his speed, his ability after the catch, a little bit more dynamic than Darius Slayton, a little bit more upside, I would say, right? Um, just right. because he had one bad game, I don't want to hold it against him. Um, a lot of people dropped him, you know, after that bad game, especially since they had a bye this past week. So I'll pick him up just to kind of see, you know, what I have in him over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I think that's a, a good idea. And we've been talking about Wandell on the waiver wire for a long time this season since he's come back from his injury. You know, I, I think that he'll be a nice a nice piece for your team. Um, he's you, you don't really have much to lose by picking up Wendell Robinson. And that's the way it kind of gets, you know, this far down on the waiver wire. But, you know, there's a good chance you have receivers on your bench right now that haven't done much for you. There's a reason they're on their bench. Why not take a swing at this upside? Because if this Giants offense gets anything more going in the passing game, you know, I think Wendell Robinson's going to be on the, you know, he's going to be first up in the line to get, to get some more targets. Jalen Warren at number 10 here. Another high in handcuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Najee Harris continues to be ineffective or if he gets hurt, you know, Warren can assume an every down workload. They are coming out of a buy. You never know. Maybe he sees more work coming out. Uh, I'm not betting on it. Like if I had to bet, like, is Jalen Warren going to be the guy right now? Like I would say, like, no, like that would be my bet. Yeah. Uh, but you never know. Right. Like Najee was a high draft pick. Right. Like, I don't know if they, you know, because when you do that, you're making a statement. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if they want to make that statement. Like Najee. Sorry, man. Jalen Warren is going to be our 1A. I'm not sure. Now, it is that time of year to stock up on handcuffs, like those upside handcuffs. So if Najee Harris were to get hurt, if that foot gets worse, whatever, right? Knocking on wood, hoping it doesn't, wishing the best for the guy. But Mm -hmm. it's this this is kind of like covering your bases, have another upside running back who's widely available on waiver wires on your bench. That's pretty much it. We talk about him every week. Same thing. Yeah, (laughs) Same thing as Rashad Boyd and Alexander Madison. Jalen Warren's been on this list a lot. But, you know, you're right about the statement thing. I don't think they're going to do that. They can't do that because, yes, Najee Harris, you know, we're seeing the same problems we saw last season. Just, you know, he's not getting the volume anymore. But the offense is so bad that you can't just, like, say, all right, we're going to start Jalen Warren over Najee Harris because this offense is bad. It's not going to change the way the offense looks at all, I think. It's just going to be Jalen Warren getting more production, more consistent production than Najee Harris. So they're not going to make that change. I don't think it's going to happen where he becomes, you know, like a clear 1A. But I could definitely see him producing more towards what we've seen from him recently than what we saw at the beginning of the year. Because at this point, it, it, you don't have to name Jalen Warren the 1A. You can just run the hot hand approach. I think yes. that would work. I, I agree. I've seen crazier things happen. You yeah. never know. Right. Yeah, you, you can't rule anything out, especially at this point in the season. You know, they're going for if they want to go for broke and try to save the season, you know, maybe that's the type of move you got to make, but I don't think there's any saving the Steelers season right now. They're just, <laughs> no. they're just in limbo at quarterback, and it's not Kenny Pickett's fault or anything. It's just, you know, the way it is right now. We weren't expecting this offense to be good, um, and, you know, it's just kind of matching expectations. So at this point, I think we're just resigned to say you, you could take your shots on guys in this offense because they're going to be rotating them in and out. Deshaun Watson, I have here him here at number 11. I think it's about that time. Right, if you're in need, this is the first time he's on the waiver wire list, right? I yeah. think it's about that time now. Uh, we're at the, we're in a double digit week, 
at this point. So if you're in need of an upside quarterback and you've been streaming, you miss out on your opportunity to grab Justin Fields. That was your opportunity. Yeah. Justin Fields was your opportunity, man. We talked about it last week. <laughs> uh, if you miss out man. on him, I'm sorry. You know, I think it's time, you know, cut your losses, grab Deshaun Watson, stash him. You know, only if you need that upside quarterback and you think he can make a difference for you if he does reach that upside. And, you know, his first start can be on December 4th. So that's four games from now. Yeah. Um, just a question, you know, I'm look, I'm thinking about it. Who would you want to have Deshaun Watson over? You know, if you're starting a guy like Tom Brady, would you say you replace Tom Brady with Deshaun Watson at this point? You know, would Hell you yeah. want? It's not even All close. Right. All right. How about Marcus <laughs> Mariota? Yes. All right. How about all those guys? All, all of those guys. How about a Geno Smith? Um, if I have Geno, I am not prioritizing Deshaun. All right. And here's one. Russell Wilson. Hell yeah. Russell yeah. Wilson's not even a, you can't even start Russell Wilson right now in a, in like right. a regular 10 or 12 team league. Uh, I'm not going to ask about Derek Carr. <laughs> no, don't. Please don't. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. If I had Kirk Cousins, I would be stashing Deshaun Watson. All right. Yeah. Because Kirk Cousins doesn't have the upside that Deshaun Watson has. Right? right. So Deshaun Watson has the ability to be a top five quarterback, fantasy quarterback. Mm-hmm. So because of that, like, for example, like I'll say this. Like, can Deshaun Watson outscore Lamar Jackson over the last four weeks of the season? Yeah. Yeah. Can. This version has of Lamar Jackson, he can. Yes. Right. So, like, if you can do that, then most likely I'm going to be stashing you if I need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. So, that's, I, I, that's kind of how I'm rolling with it. So, I'm looking at these other names here. If I have Justin Herbert, yes, I am grabbing Deshaun Watson. Uh, if I have, let's see, Dak Prescott, yes, I'm grabbing him. Kirk Cousins, yes. Uh, am I missing anybody? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Those are all like the mid-tier quarterbacks. Obviously, exactly. you, don't wanna, you don't consider Matthew Stafford because he's been bottom barrel. Um, yeah. yeah, Saints quarterbacks, you don't do anything. I, I think that's fair. The only thing for me is just if you happen to land Deshaun Watson on the waiver wire, it's not a slam dunk yet because right. when he played in the preseason, obviously he was out of football a while. He played that one game, I think, before his suspension like set in and – he didn't look very good. I'm not sure. I think all this time away from football, it's it's going to show definitely. You know, I, I don't yeah. know the extent of it, but it's going to show. He's not going to be um I, I wouldn't bet on him being a top five quarterback when he comes right back in, you know, the first no. week or maybe even two. I think we're yeah. gonna see the rust. It's gonna the rust is gonna have to be knocked off. But you know, if you make it to the championship in your league, you know, and you, you wanna throw him in, you, you somehow survive with a guy like Justin Herbert at quarterback, maybe you could throw it to Sean Watson and he'd have some upside for you. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how I'm treating it too. Like it, I would have to be in pretty desperation, desperate, like a desperate mode for me to start. Yeah. Circumstances. There you go. Thank you. Um, for for me to start Deshaun Watson in his first game back. Yeah. You know, like as soon as he's like, you know, there's gonna be so many let's be like the a huge spotlight on Deshaun Watson. You know what'd be crazy? And I'm not okay, like don't get me wrong here. I'm not rooting for this situation. It might sound like I am, but I'm not, okay? Because mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson did what he did. Dude's a fucking weirdo. Okay. But I'll say yeah. this. Okay. You know, the spotlight's gonna be on him. And like if he if he puts in if he has like a 35 point fantasy fantasy game, it's gonna make it's gonna make a lot of fantasy managers in a weird in a weird spot, you know, because they're gonna yeah. be rooting for this guy <laughs> on touchdown. Yeah. Woohoo! Like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like it's such a weird place to be, you know, because like you have your real life over here. And all the women that you respect in your life. And yeah. then you have like fantasy football over here. And it's like, 
what am I supposed to do? That okay. So this is the funniest thing. You talk about a spotlight. Also consider the fact that he's returning, not only playing against Houston, he's returning to Houston. Like, man, is he really? Yeah, is that his it, first game back? His first game back is oh in God. Houston. It's like oh, th- they wrote this up. They came up with that <laughs> suspension length. I thought that was a weird suspension length <laughs> I didn't when know they announced that. it. His first game back is against Houston. So, like, this, the spotlight is 100% going to be on Deshaun Watson. And the thing is, Houston is a bad defense. So, maybe he will just come out and just, like, be on fire immediately, you know? Oh, my God. If Jalen Jalen Hurts had a – he had an all right day. I I think, you know, a touchdown, two touchdown passes, two total touchdowns is a floor for any quarterback against Houston's defense right now. Week 13 – Browns at Houston Texans (laughs) oh oh my god wow that one was definitely planned (laughs) yeah definitely oh my god that's I did not realize that maybe I heard that once and then I just forgot about it but that's 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 kind of crazy his teammate Donovan Peoples-Jones uh I have him here at number 12 uh you want a wide receiver to just give you points that's that's DPJ five straight weeks of at least nine PPR fantasy points he's been double digits on on you know every other week besides that one but has a high floor. He hasn't shown much of a ceiling yet, but maybe he does have one when Deshaun Watson comes back. Who knows? But for now, doesn't matter what the matchup is. Like you can start him, and he'll just like be solid for you. Yeah, and he's not somebody you want to be starting at wide receiver two. But if you have a wide receiver three slot, or you have nobody at flex, he, he'll get it done for you very nicely. Or you, you know? or if you have no one at your wide receiver two spot, like I can attest to that. Um, you know, sometimes yeah, okay. you had you got some troubles. At your wide receiver spot, and you got to get someone who can just give you some points. And there were a if lot. If I had lives. DPJ on yeah. those teams, if I had DPJ on those teams, I'll be feeling pretty good. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of buys, like guys like CD Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, a bunch of yeah, you know, good receivers were off last week. So this week, um, they'll be back. But he he's been a nice fill-in. You know, he he started producing. It's funny, you know, that nine-point floor. You know, he started producing as bye week set in. So it's like he was perfect. the perfect but pickup. he's been like, on this waiver wireless every single week for oh, the yeah. past like, no, 100%. seven, eight weeks. It, like, it's just funny just... to it's just funny to think because like that's exactly what you want. Like if, if there's nobody, no slam dunks on the waiver wire to pick up, you know, he he he's what you want to just fill in for that. And there's week. a bunch of those type of guys on this list, and we'll get there. Um yeah. you know, Gus Edwards, you know, he has a hamstring injury, obviously he didn't play last night, but he can come back uh the following week after they buy, they have a buy this week. Right, J.K. Dobbins, you never know when he's going to be available. He's going to be out for a while, right? Yeah. And, you know, Edwards can't potentially keep a starting job, you know, once he's back. So, by the way, Kenyon Drake last night, I don't remember the last time I've seen a running back on the Ravens get 24 carries. Right. No, I, I can't remember that either. I don't, think I've, I don't think I've even seen a running back get more than, like, 16 carries Yeah, <laughs> on the no. Ravens over the past, like, three years. They, they, uh, just, kept, they just kept feeding him. And it, it, he wasn't even that efficient, you know, but they just kept giving it to him. It, it, it just worked out <laughs> in his favor. Justice Hill was, you know, a non-factor. Mike Davis yeah. had that you see that one catch that Mike Davis had. Yes. Like, it's just, I don't know. He's a big guy. Like, what, what, what I saw was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, Mike Davis. He He's like, he's, he's like a bowling, bowling ball. ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, yeah, no. You, you want to know true? I wouldn't, I call Mike Davis a bowling ball. What is Patrick Ricard then? Did you see him? Dude. He is ridiculous. Could yeah, you imagine, like guy. they said, he's a fullback, but he's like, he's 6'3", 300 pounds. That's a tackle running exactly. out of the backfield, like every play. <laughs> and he he's not like this fat guy, you know. He is, no, he's athletic, he's, man. He's humongous. That's what he is. So I wouldn't want to face him. I, I forget. Was Patrick Ricard 
No, it wasn't Patrick Ricard. It was Morgan Moses. That was Lee blocking for Lamar Jackson on the one. But I remember it's just thinking every time I see Patrick Ricard, I'm like, man, they should use him more. You know, they used him as an up back on one carry, I think it was, and he got it. It's like who's stopping him? Hundred <laughs> percent, man. Um, so yeah, they're they're going to bye week. I feel like you can pick him up and you know, you might not be able to start him as soon. Like he might be out again after the bye. You never know. But this is yeah. more of a long term pickup. Okay. You get you have you're gonna have to hold him through the bye. A lot of people dropped him this week. Kyron Williams, I have him at number 14. I moved Kyron Williams down. Like he was higher last week. He was like in the top five or six pickups. Yeah. I moved him down because the Rams backfield is just a mess right now. Um, I think All he definitely has general. a ch- yeah, yeah. And the backfield is like a three-man backfield right now. Like he has a chance of making his way up that depth chart, making this backfield a lot less noisy. Yeah. Possible. But you know, who knows if that happens, right? Dal Henderson, you know, he had about 50% of snaps, followed by Malcolm Brown, followed by Cam Akers with 19% of snaps. Next week, who knows what it is. I'd assume that Kyron can be the most valuable because they obviously don't like any of these guys. And mm. maybe they like Kyron, and then he moves up to the 1A. Yeah. How much does the 1A get? I don't know. Uh, but you're going to have to eliminate a couple of these guys from this rotation if he's going to have any value. Um, yeah. I think he's still worth stashing. I, I, would you would you would you say that he's still worth stashing? Yeah, they have they have no solution in the backfield right now, so like mm-hmm. keep him until you see him on the field. That's the thing. Like the <laughs> you look at the running backs that the Rams are fielding now. It's like, do you want any of them on your roster? Really? I mean, Daryl Henderson. Maybe you have him on your bench just in a pinch, but he hasn't been he, doing much. He's a um, he's a roster clogger right yeah, now. Yeah, he's a roster clogger right now. That's what he's doing. So. Any, it's not like you have any hope for upside with these guys that are already, you know, playing for the Rams. All you're doing with Kyron Williams is stashing him and hoping that he shows just a little bit more than everybody else. Because at this point, there's nobody that's going to do anything. Like, there's nothing preventing Kyron Williams from, you know, moving up and ascending on the depth chart. Uh, unless Kyron Williams is that bad, I don't see a situation where, you know, he doesn't move up a little bit. What you have with Kyron Williams is hope because he hasn't played. You know, we've seen the rest of them play. There's no hope with them. They're not going to take over this backfield. They're not going to get enough carries to be relevant. So you're just holding on to Kyron Williams and hoping that he can step up, you know, move above all of them, clear them on the depth chart, and have some sort of fantasy, you know, value moving forward in this Rams backfield. Because as things stand right now, there's none. 